0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, and today is the credit portion. So today is the credit segment, and um, I want to talk about how to save more money. We talk a lot about the importance of having credit, how to build credit, what credit is, different tools that you can utilize to build your credit. Uh, we go over repairing credit and just everything credit. Today, I wanted to broaden the conversation and talk about how to save more money. Uh, also looking at how to get out of debt, because although you can utilize different credit cards and loans to build credit, there are some of us that have uh, utilized different loans, maybe for a mortgage or a car or um just other things that we needed or wanted and are now looking at getting out of debt, paying that off and being able to save more money in order to do so. So we're going to talk about today how to save more money and then going forward, I am going to broaden the conversations and we're also going to be talking about how to become financially secure, stable, and also how to become debt free, how to work towards that. What does that look like? So if you are interested in today's podcast episode, be sure to go ahead and share it. Don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with a family member or a friend. Share it while you're riding in the car with someone. Just turn on the podcast. You can now listen to the podcast on many, plenty of different uh, outlets, including YouTube. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles, that is Brittany, B-R-I, T-T-N-E-Y bundles, B U N D L E S. Be sure to do that. On my YouTube channel, I have my entire podcast playlist. You can go over there and tune into my podcast anytime you choose. Or you can listen to the podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and more. Um, to stay up to date with the different platforms that this podcast is available on, be sure to follow the Instagram which is Bundles underscore podcast. All right, so I'm going to give you a few moments to share the podcast, get creative with it, and I'll be right back with you all in just a moment. All right, so today we're talking about how to save more money. And um, this is something that we all want to strive to do, right? Save more money. And I actually had one point listed as number one, but I'm going to change the first point to my last point, which is earn more money. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I think a lot of us kind of go over or brush past the fact that in order to save, you have to have something to save. You have to be able to have an amount of income that's coming in that's not completely going back out for you to be able to save something. So the first thing that I wanna start with is earn more money. And although that may sound very easy, like of course, Brittany, I would love to earn more money. I'm gonna actually talk about some ways that you can do that. So on my YouTube channel that I just mentioned at Brittany Bundles, as well as on my podcast where I talk about my entrepreneurial journey and I have other guests on talking about their journey as well, I like to talk about how having multiple streams of income is important, even if you don't see it. And a lot of times what we do is we react to what happens in life instead of uh, being proactive. We're just reactive. And so what that looks like is you may be on the brink of losing your job or you may be at, at the on the brink of even quitting your job. You're like, look, I can't take it anymore. And so at this point, now you're like, I need a business. I need a business and I need it to work right now. And because you're not in your best uh, mind state, because you're worried, you may be stressed out, you're trying to figure out how you can get things together um, so that you can carry on with your lifestyle without having this job, you're putting a lot of pressure into the business. And so when you are doing anything out of pressure and not out of uh, your, your talent, uh, being able to really think through what you're doing. Um, doing it out of your passion, and I'm not saying that those things aren't involved, but I'm saying there's a lot of hastiness that can cause things not to go as smooth as they would have had it not been a um, survival type of uh, income stream, so to speak. Now, there are a lot of people that have started their income or started another stream of income in a survival in a survival uh, stream, so to speak, But I can let you know that the time to start adding another income stream, most times it's best to do that before you even need another stream. What I'm saying is don't get to the point where you're like, look, I need to make more money now. That's why I'm opening another stream versus uh, being already secure and already stable and saying, hey, I want to go ahead and start another business now just in case something happens. Or I want to start another business now even if something doesn't happen so that I have additional income coming in. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. If you are in a a financial bind and you are looking at ways to make more money, I'm not saying don't go for the business. All I'm saying is the time to look for additional streams of income is not, it should not be, in my opinion, when you actually need it. Like the best time to look for ways to start additional income, another revenue is before you actually need it okay now there is also the thought process of well if i really need something i'm going to work even harder everyone has a different motivation everyone has a different work ethic so again i'm not saying don't open another stream i'm just saying let's be proactive Let's be proactive and let's look at other streams. So you can open a business, but keep in mind that opening the business doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to start getting income immediately. And that's another reason why I say be proactive. Start the business before you feel like you need the business. Um, Another thing that I want to point out is looking at ways that you can earn more money, even if they're not necessarily traditional or if you don't think it's going to give you a lot of money back. I've talked about affiliates, how you can become an affiliate, and how affiliate marketing is a way to earn revenue. But some people have come to me and said, Brittany, I've done affiliate marketing, but the affiliate marketing doesn't give me enough to pay my bills. Still take that money and save it. Everything adds up. Every single thing adds up. Like I mentioned in another podcast episode, if you take your bank statement and you take a look at the fast food that you've bought over the last 90 days, even if it was coffee here and there, even if you bought um, dinner once a week uh, through fast food, whatever your your situation may be, even if you're buying lunch once a day on your lunch break, add that up and you may be shocked how those 5s, 10s, 20s, uh, 1395s, 1030, how all of that stuff adds up to a substantial amount. So everything counts. Also, look at getting another job too. There are a lot of work from home opportunities where you can have your nine to five working outside of the home. And then you can also work like even part time um, at home. There are some jobs where you don't necessarily have to be on the phone. They have data entry jobs. Um, There are some jobs where you can uh, reply back to customers via text. Um, Like the chat positions that you may see if you go on to a cellular website. I was just talking a little bit ago in a a video, an unboxing video. I did my um, unboxing of the Galaxy Z Fold and before I called AT&T, I went to their website and there was a chat option and there are people behind that chat option that will assist you. So they have jobs like that, too. So take a look and see what other jobs there could be. I think sometimes we get so familiar with our current um, position that we forget. We honestly forget with everything going on in life that there are other things that we can do. And um, if you're like, well, hey, I already have a full-time job. Like I said, there are some part-time jobs on the weekend. There are some part-time third shift jobs that you can look into that are completely home-based where you don't necessarily even have to be on, the, on a call. And I say that because I've gotten, I've had conversation with people and people have stated, well, my kids are asleep during that time, so I'm not going to be taking calls. There are other options where you don't necessarily have to take calls. You can open a Fiverr account. Okay, Fiverr is a website where you can um, either hire people to do freelance work for you or you can do freelance work for them. So if you're good at, let's say, um, creating resumes or revising resumes, take a look and I'm pretty sure there's an alley for that. If you're good at editing videos, okay, there's an alley for that. So just be creative and figure out how you can start earning more money. That's going to be the first tip that I'm going to provide in this episode on how to save money because you have to have money in order to save it the idea that you can save money with nothing is just not realistic the idea that if you are already over your head in bills and your income does not suffice that and every month you're playing catch up to say save is going to seem like it's a, a unrealistic task so earn more money and those are some ways that you can do that um, the second thing i want to go over is discipline so you have to learn how to curb those impulses. You can earn tons of money, but if you don't know how to tell yourself no, if you don't know how to wait, if you don't know how to um, uh, curve those impulses, like I mentioned, then it's gonna be for for nothing. I know people personally that make good money, but you wouldn't be able to tell. Well, you may be able to tell because they buy a lot of clothes, a lot of shoes, a lot of expensive things. However. They don't prioritize how they're spending and they don't know how to say no. And it's not my job to to go around to everyone and say, don't buy that. Don't buy that. Do whatever you want with your money. But realize whatever you do has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. And so if you are someone and you know know what, what your struggle areas are, I think we all have had a position or a point in our life where we've gone out and we bought something that we didn't intend to buy. You know, especially during Black Friday when Black Friday season was really hype. Um, You know, when people used to sleep outside the stores and things like that, it's kind of calmed down a little bit since then. Uh, However, there that's just the analogy that came to my, my mind but there are still people that are very impulsive shoppers and um, they'll have money in their pocket and before you even calculate where the money is going, you see something you want and you buy it. It's not necessarily about who makes the most money, it's about who has the best money management skills. Now we went over with the first tip of course, you have to have money in order to save it, but you also have to learn how to manage it in order to keep it and grow it. It's not enough just to have money coming in. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and that is something that a lot of people struggle with, being able to manage their money, um, being able to uh, tell themselves, I'm not doing this right now because you get so excited. And especially if you have not had money for a while, the first thing you want to do is get the things that you couldn't get. So that's kind of like um you know if you have been out of work for a while and you get your your job and you get your first check instead of paying the bills with your check a lot of people aren't thinking that way there are a lot of people and there are studies that show this if you want to look it up you know in your spare time that people that go without a lot of times are so uh you know so so anxious to get it back you know that when they get it they're not thinking about what they should spend it on. They're thinking about what they want to spend it on. And so a lot of people think that, and I believe this too, that being broke is a mindset. Uh, it's it's a whole mentality that goes into the whole idea of being broke because it's one thing to be low on funds and then have a plan and a strategy on how to get those funds back and how to manage and how to grow your income. And it's another thing to say, well, hey, I got a job and this is enough to be able to just get me by and that's enough. Um, and then looking at different ways to constantly keep yourself in debt, like a lot of um, payday loans or payday advances or different apps where you can take out money before your check deposits, uh, as long as you pay them that money back plus more. And all of those things, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more later on in the podcast, but they're setting, they could be setting you up for failure because you're spending money before you get it. So have discipline, learn how to tell yourself no. For me, uh, even in the video that I just referenced, the unboxing of the Galaxy Z Fold, um, I went back and forth as to if I really wanted that phone for a while. When I say a while, I'm talking about months because when I see something I want, I'm not the quickest to go ahead and just get it. Now, have I done that before? Yes, I have. But I've learned from being impulsive that a lot of times it, it causes not only buyer's remorse, but then it, it wastes your money as well because sometimes you get in a position where you purchase something and you can't take it back or you purchase something and then there's like, a, for example, this phone, there's a restocking fee if I decide I don't want it. Um, sometimes there's contracts, there's lease agreements. And so there's different things that you want to consider. And I'm just giving the phone as an example But there are other things that people are impulsive with even when i bought my first home i I really wish that i would have thought about it and weighed my options a lot longer than i did although i didn't purchase the first day i did look at other homes it still was something where i'm like i don't want to rent so because i don't want to rent i'm going to get this house instead of me thinking like okay this is the house that i want to be in for x amount of years This is the work that I'm going to need to put into it. This is the financial um, investment that I'm willing to put into the repairs because the house that I moved into, I had to purchase new windows that was over $10,000. The furnace needed to be replaced. The ceiling needed to be replaced. I just know it was a lot of money. It was a lot, a lot of money for everything to be done. And then the older your house is too, it's not just like a quick fix where you just take something out and put it in. Uh, and that's why the cost can be more costly too, because now they're like, well, to take the ceiling down, you know, there's a risk of this happening and to replace your furnace, this could happen and this can go bad. And then it wasn't really so much that I had to worry about with the windows, but everything else that I looked into that I wanted to get repaired and revamped, I was a first time home homeowner and I had no idea. I didn't do my research uh, as as long as I should have to actually budget out how much all the repairs are going to be so that's why i say think about what you're doing before you actually do it think long and hard even if it's something like you know uh, a a meal at your favorite restaurant those those meals add up even if it's like okay well on sundays i spend 80 dollars going out to my favorite restaurant each each week keep in mind that it's going to cost you discipline and sacrifice in order to get where you want to get. And, I, you know, you just have to kind of talk to yourself. Does it make sense? And I've had to talk to myself like this. Brittany, does it make sense to spend this amount of money if you're not going to be able to pay this bill on time? Brittany, does it make sense to spend this amount of money if you're going to only have this much left in savings? So you kind of have to talk to yourself and be accountable and stick to the plan. Understand what your plan is. That's why having a goal is so important because it helps you each day decide what you're going to do so that you can get closer to that goal. Instead of waking up every day and just winging it, gives you more structure, in my opinion. Um, another thing that you can do to save more money is open a CD. So the reason that I say open a CD is because with CDs, you have, there's a set time that you have to keep your funds in that CD or you'll be charged a penalty. And so to avoid the penalty, a lot of people decide to keep their money in the CDs and also to have the CD earn, They'll keep the, the money there because it's earning them, it's earning them more money. Um, even if it's not a whole lot, because sometimes people will say, well, I'll, I, I would have gotten a CD, but you're not really getting too much money. It doesn't matter. It's still money that you're earning based on funds that you're that you're saving. So I would tie your money up. That's another way to save it. If you know that you're very impulsive and having money sitting in your account is going to be a huge temptation, take your money and tie it up so you can't use it. And I don't mean tie it up in something that... You're gambling with, or tie it up in something that's not going to earn you anything. But have your money work for you, have your money earn you money, and then also have it away so that you're not seeing it and you're not tempted to use it. You're like, yeah, I know I have this, but it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, I'm not even thinking about it right now. And that's another way that you can keep your money. Uh, saved by tying it up so look into a cd all you have to do is call your bank or credit union and ask them about their cd offers Um, a lot of times they'll have a minimum amount that you'll need to put into a cd uh, but take a look and see what it is and go ahead and tie your money up before you spend it Um, another thing that i want to talk about is having multiple accounts so like i mentioned out of sight out of mind that really works What I used to do is I I used to have just one account, like one bank account with checking and my savings and that was it. And I noticed when I started my business, I would put my business money like in my checking account and I would plan on saving it. And then by the time I knew it, my money would be gone. Like, I'm like, where happened to my sales? And I was like, okay, this isn't efficient for me. So then I started putting my money in my savings that I got from my orders and I'm like, okay, how much should I get from my orders? I would have to go back and look to see what deposits were actually from my orders, which are, you know, from really my savings. And then I'm like, this is a lot. So I could have opened another like savings or checking, but I decided to just separate it. And I decided to separate it to the point that I even got, that I got, that I got another bank account, like another bank. So I have my credit union and I have uh, my bank. And I started Separating my money so that I could clearly see what was coming in and what was going out. So with my business account, I could see, okay, this is how much is in my checking for my business. And I'll use that for like different supplies or to pay for my website or to pay for my business lines or to pay for my branding or to pay for advertising. I had that money there in checking, but then I also had money that I was saving that I wouldn't touch. And then I would have my personal account so at my credit union where the money that I made for my business that I paid myself, I will put over there. Um, different gifts that I would get if I got like a deposit. Sometimes my family would send me money on birthdays or different things like that. I'll put that there. So I would have, sep- I separated my money and I knew exactly what account I was paying bills from. And I actually had auto pay set up and people used to ask me, people that knew, because a lot of people would ask, you know, hey, do you have any tips on saving money? Because they knew that I... I'd worked at a bank and I always have done good with saving my money. And um, I remember having a conversation with someone and they were saying, you should take everything off auto pay. I don't do that at all because you don't know what's going to come out. And the truth is, that's how a lot of people think. But you should know what's coming out. You should know what's coming out. You should have an idea of how much you have in your account each month and make sure that you have enough to cover that. And so I had, I understood at that point that not everyone was being as organized with their bills as I was because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss a bill. And I also wanted to make sure that I was still saving and I had access to money if I needed it. But I also had another account that was out of sight, out of mind. So if something happened and I absolutely needed money, I had another account. You know what I mean? And then with that bank account, I opened even a separate account within that bank. Um, to start saving you know more so when I'm not looking at all of my money at once it, it helps me stay focused versus me saying well I just have this lump sum I don't know what came from my business I don't know what came from this I don't know what came from that and I see something I want and buying it because I see the funds there instead of actually having all the funds accounted for if that makes sense so separate your money have multiple accounts and have an idea like budget literally budget what is coming in and what is going out. Even if you have to write it down, some people are better um, visual uh, budgeters. Like they actually have to see it written out, you know? And some people are good with just getting their e-bills or their emails with their bills on it and uh, being able to keep in their mind what they need to pay and then go ahead and set up their automatic payment so they don't have to constantly think about it. But whatever works best for you, I strongly recommend you have a budget and also budget what you're spending each month. Budget. I budget everything even down to gas. Like I put the same amount of gas in my car every single month. Um, I I just I do. And if I go someplace extra or go someplace further, I say extra because I typically don't go to many places like I go. My, you know, watch my vlogs and you'll see where I go every day. Um, my vlogs are again on my YouTube channel and Brittany Bundles, but I don't go too many places. So I'm able to budget how much gas I'm putting in my car. I'm able to budget how much my car washes are each month. I budget how much my groceries are each month. I budget how much my nails are going to be each month, how much my bills are going to be. Not even in that order, but I'm just letting you know. I budget how much I'm going to need to spend for my kids, whether that be their school lunch money, whether that be um, their field trips or whatever. And it's kind of hard to do that sometimes. So I'll just set a certain amount aside and then I'll pull from that account when they have a field trip or if they need something like school supplies or school clothes or whatever. But I budget everything on a monthly basis so that I'm keeping track of what all I need to spend so that even though it looks like I have this amount of money, I'm already like, okay, well, I really don't once I spend all this, once I pay all this, you know what I mean? So Keep in mind, then if I have something left over, I'm not looking at just saving that, but I'm also budgeting in what my savings is each month. So what a lot of people will do is they'll say, well, I have this left over after I buy everything. So I'm gonna save it. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. But what I have learned is it helps to actually budget in your savings. So each month, budgeting in a percentage of how much you earn and taking that out automatically, like taking that off out, out off top. And then budgeting with the additional income that you have. And if you don't have enough income to do that, that's why I mentioned earning more money is going to help. Being creative with how to do that is definitely going to, it can be a challenge, but it's going to be worth it. Um, The next thing that I want to go over, and this is the last tip that I have, is avoid spending money before you get it. So a lot of people think that payday advances are are great and um, payday advance places. And I'm not going to say they're not. I'm not going to say they're not. When I've uh, heard about a payday advance place, I'm like, wow, they really do this? Like, this is interesting. However, keep in mind that a lot of times when you get wrapped up in the payday advance cycle, even different apps that I'm not going to mention any names, but they have apps that are like payday advances where you can draw from your check early. Some jobs even offer that where you can draw your check. And um, I think that it works great if you're using it like in an emergency and you're actually paying it off. But if you're doing a payday advance type of deal and you find yourself constantly doing it because you can't can't get ahead, I would definitely find a way to pay that off as soon as you can and not use it anymore. Because what happens is it kind of gets you in like this cycle where you're constantly paying the money. Keep in mind that these are businesses. They're not just there to help. Um, They're there to make money as well. And so they make money off people not paying on time or people needing to reborrow again. So let's say that you take a payday advance out and you spend it on whatever you need to spend it on. Now your check comes and your check is supposed to go automatically back to that payday advance place. And so now you're in the hole with the bills that you have for this month. So it's like, how are you gonna... So a lot of times people say, well, I'm just gonna reborrow. And now you're reborrowing, but it costs more money To reborrow. So now the next week passes and you're in the same position. Now you're giving the money back to the payday advance place, but you're taking it back out with more money. So keep in mind that those things can help. Like I'm not going to say they don't. There are people that have needed to take out payday advance loans and it actually helped like an emergency or whatever. But I'm just saying, be careful because those things, I feel like a lot of times they're designed to keep you coming back and to keep them getting more money. Even overdrafts with banks, you know, over banks will allow you to overdraft so much. And, um, you know, when you overdraft, you're kind of in that same position. So now when your check comes, you're paying off that overdraft fee first. Plus you're paying the uh, overdraft fees and whatever other fees you have, transfer fees or whatever fees you have, maybe some um, uh, return check fees because you were writing checks and you didn't have the money in there, whatever the case, but it's all these fees plus the amount that you use. And so your check is covering all those fees and now you're in the same position. So just be careful. I remember working at the credit union and I would see this all too often, just people trying to get ahead but because they spent the money before they got it it was always hard to do that it's literally like trying to keep your head above water and the water is literally like at your chin level it's really hard it's it's, it's complicated to do and it can be very tiring so these are some tips that I have to save money I'm not going to go too far into different rules like people have certain rules where they say you know you have to save this amount and you spend this amount and then you invest this amount. I do have a structure of how I do it and I have that on my YouTube channel. Um, so if you want to see how I um, divvy up my, how I reinvest back into my business, how I pay myself, all of that, that is on my YouTube channel. I'm um, just go to Brittany bundles and I think put, you might be able to put like invest or, Reinvest, put reinvest, and then that video should pop up, or go to my um, business playlist, and you'll be able to see it. But there's a lot of different ways that you can save, but those are like the top five points to saving that really are helpful, in my opinion. Um, so I hope that that helped. If you have any other tips or tools or insight, feel free to leave those uh, down below. If you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment. I'm also on Anchor. You can definitely comment as well. I think you can comment on Spotify too. I'm not sure, but comment, let me know your thoughts or send me an email. You can send me an email to the letter B Talks. It's B-T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. I want to encourage you all if you need credit repair assistance to go to my website, which is B as in boy, C as in Charlie, H as in Henry, credit repairs plural.com, B-C-H, creditrepairs.com. Also, please follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is bch__creditrepairs. I'm on Facebook at bchcreditrepairs. And until next time, I'll talk to you all in the next podcast episode.